Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 109. This is the Option Podcast. I got that woman, Kelsey Brandon. The episode starts right now. What's good, people? Hey, Kelsey Brandon. What's up? Morning, morning. How'd it go? Afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's close to afternoon, right? Yes, it is. It is. (laughs) Are you like an early lunch person? Uh, I am, yes. I am an early lunch person. Yes. Not me. I'm a late lunch person. I'm a late breakfast person, late night dinner person, late night ice cream person. (laughs) Ice cream for lunch? Yeah, hey, we're adults, right? And adults, yeah, adults yeah, yeah. get to, we get to eat whatever we want. I know, right? <laughs> Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 109. I'm Jason DeBeas. This young lady is Kelsey Brandon. Kelsey Brandon on Volley for Sound. Since it's behind you, since it's, it's since, yes. since yes. it's on the wall get behind a nice you. Little background back here. Um, <laughs> What is Volley for Sound? Let's let's just start that way. I'm, I'm going to go in interview mode for a little bit, and then we could just chat. We could just chat it up. Yeah. Uh, volley for Sound. Uh, most people, hopefully, when they hear about that, they're like, what's, you know, sound? All right. Uh, so, basically, it's uh, a co-ed for volleyball tournament that um, raises awareness for the hearing impaired and for the deaf. And we want to educate the public and eradicate the stigma that they face every day in their lives. And so it was really how it all started is in honor of my hearing specialist. Um, So she's been with me since the age of four. I am hard of hearing myself and I wear hearing aids right now. And this is what they look like, kind of small. Um, but it used to be so big back in the day. They were super visible. I would have to wear wires all over my body um, in preschool, kindergarten, um, until technology has improved. And then it just became a small little thing in my ear. So um, they found out at the age of exactly. four that I um, needed um, hearing aids. And uh, that's when I just started wearing them and then started to get resources and found a way to best assist me growing up. And so they assigned me a hearing specialist who basically oversees um, my hearing aids, makes sure they're working, makes sure I'm doing well in school, makes sure I'm um, not falling behind, following up on homework. So that's what my hearing specialist would do. And so she's been there since I was the age of four. Um, normally, sometimes you get reassigned a hearing specialist or they get assigned a different student. They have many students I am, yes. throughout I am an early over the years. Yes. But luckily, the one that I had stuck with me and she didn't want to retire until I graduated from high school. Um, so she stuck with me. Um, and then, then, of course, I graduated from high school um, and we stayed in touch, grabbed lunch once a month. And... Um, then it got to the point where she uh, was not able to meet for lunch anymore and I was wondering what was happening and she told me that she'd been diagnosed with lung cancer Um, and so it just got to the point where we haven't met in a year or so and I was 
I just really wanted to honor her, and I really wanted to help her in some ways, and I just really wanted to um, fundraise. So I've been playing so much volleyball. I got into volleyball. Yeah. Yeah, um, no doubt. I, I didn't play when I was a kid. Uh, I just picked it up in college just for fun. I stopped playing soccer um, in college. That was my sport all throughout life. Uh, so yeah, I picked up volleyball, and then I just really wanted to support my hand specialist. So I just overnight. A dream came, and I was like, I'm going to put on a tournament and raise money for my hearing specialist. So we finally had lunch, um, and fortunately, that was the last lunch we had. Yeah. But um, I, right she, she, she bawled and cried when I told her about this tournament, and um, I just said, like, do you have a cause you'd like me to support? And she said, hair in law. Um, and so that's her you know, cause that meant a lot to her. And so I was like, cool. I will do the best that I can. I, I never organized anything other than my own birthday party. But uh, yeah, all right, we'll see what happens. So that's how the whole process started. And um, I just brainstormed. I was like, what's the name? What are we going to call this tournament? Oh, Volley for Sound. There it is. Um, so that, that's what it was. And I created a logo. And I was like, I've never created a logo. Let's use my brain and just get creative yeah <laughs> then it became a thing i posted it on social media and then like once it became facebook official it's official you can't turn it down <laughs> so i was very nervous putting it on i've never organized anything i don't know that much about volleyball when i first put it on uh, late, late bloomer <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i was just getting started in volleyball um and so i knew a couple of like people that i played with um but I've also heard about these other tournaments, the smaller tournaments. So I would reach out to all the tournament directors that would put on tournaments in the South Bay. I would hit them up and be like, hey, I just wanted to like poke your ears about like what it takes to put on a tournament. Like how do you turn on a, run a tournament? I don't, I don't know anything about yeah. it. Do you want to do a foil format? You do co-ed? Do you do... Who, how do you like who was, um, who was in instrumental in... in- and helping you out and mentoring um, that. Uh, I, I would say everybody kind of shipped in. It was like a community, <laughs> uh, but it was mostly me to make it happen, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. So um, I I reached out to one of the tournament directors. Um, his name is Mark Paloui, and I straight out asked him if he wanted to be the MC, and he said yes. And I was like. What? <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, and sure. then I wasn't really sure if he would really like meant it until I followed up later and he said, Yeah, I was like, okay. Alright, well we're we're doing this and I had asked him uh how it worked with getting the city permits. Uh so he walked me through that and getting the city permit applications and stuff. And then of course from then and on I was like leaving the way. Um so he really uh helped me put on the tournament for sure with the application process. And, um, yeah, and we were there uh, as the MC, and we hosted it on 16th Street. Uh, kept it very small for our first inaugural tournament. And um, then it just became a thing from there. It became successful. And then when people were asking me, you going to do it again? And I was like, that was a lot of work. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. it really was for starting something, you know, starting off your own, I guess, business or your own charity event, any kind of event that you start off, you're coming up with a name, a logo, coming up with, you know, all these ideas, and it finally happened, and I was just, 
yes, it was done, but I was also very um, happy um, to be able to honor uh, my hearing specialist with this tournament and to also raise awareness for uh, the deaf and the hearing impaired. And um, in this tournament, by the way, um, all players are asked to wear earplugs right. while playing because I want them to understand and experience the, the challenges and the difficulties of not being able to hear every day as the hearing impaired. And I want them to know how, how would they go about accommodating someone else. Um, and so um, it's a lot of frustrations, a um, bit of isolation. Um, you, you're going to kind of like lose connection to people if you can't hear them, right? Yeah. And so I, I, when, you're, when you're blind, you lose connection to the visuals. But like when you can't hear, you lose connection to bonding with your teammates. You lose connection to like bonding with new people. And like you can't always be involved in every conversation. So what, it gets a little rough there and socializing. What so. was um, what was some of the... I'm, I'm actually just trying to... The whole time you're talking, I'm trying to... um. Facebook Live has given me uh, nonsense about video resolution. So for people watching mm -hmm. the, the live version, chill out. We're good. <laughs> I mean, the the video version of this is on my Ninja Flame, so I get to mess with the bit rate and the resolution later. So uh, the sound quality comes out clean. And for the people who can hear, I'm a I got good lips, and so does she. Okay. <laughs> I hope you can hear me. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I, I wanted to ask you a question, but I wanted to say something before I forgot. There is something to be said about someone like you that wants to do a project, particularly in the places laid back and slick ass as California, where we're in the sun and you go and you're like, ah, I'll do that tomorrow. You know, I'll do that, whatever. I moved from New York and in New York, every, we need to do everything yesterday. We want to rerun a tight ship. Everything is now because this way um, it's out of our way and we move on to the next thing where if we put it off all of a sudden. You got like eight eight things you got to do, and now and now and now you busting your ass. But here, man, I had some California drunken stupor. So before I ask my question, what I wanted to say was there's something to be said about someone they they wait uh, or they have excuses why they can't do it. Yeah, and then they come they they come to an age where they run out of excuses. Yeah, I uh, uh, when I first started putting on the <laughs> tournament, I was like. Oh, I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> but once you became me for official, you can't just put something on there and then delete it. I mean, that's just my mind. I wouldn't put on an event and then just like remove it. So I, I certainly did struggle putting on the the tournament and then the first inaugural. Um, and what really pushed me to make it happen was really that it was an honor of my hearing specialist who was, you know, pretty much dying and so I was really like all right I really have to do this I can't keep putting it off because yeah. it happened around the summertime and I could have put it on in the summertime but um I didn't I kept like letting it go and like all right it's gonna happen October here we go and I just picked a date and let me tell you I changed the date like four times <laughs> I'm not joking. At least four times. I made a facial pick official and then I changed the date. Sorry, guys, we're changing the date. Sorry, we're changing the date. Like, at least four times I changed the date and I struggled on picking the date. Uh, just because I, I, I don't know that many people. I don't know how many people would be there. I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. Uh, so I was very, I had a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. Jesus. Um, 
yeah, it was a lot of stress <laughs> putting on the, the first inaugural tournament, but it worked out. Uh, it was a very successful tournament. We raised uh, $5,000, the first one, and um, it all went towards the hand-locked nonprofit called No, De uh, no Limits for Deaf Children. It's okay. the headquarters in uh, Culver City, and basically um, they give confidence to kids that are deaf in this um, it's a, a play. So because not all deaf kids or even those that are hard of hearing are have the confidence to speak when they can't hear their own voice. You know, sometimes they get made fun of, like sometimes I get made fun of um, because they think, dude, you know. I can make, I, get, I get made fun of and, and I can hear my, dude, yeah. I have a headset <laughs> on right now and everybody's like, listen to this New York, yes. New York guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah so it was a little rough on us as kids. Um, and so anyway, that, a program where they, you know, there's no limits, you know, so the deaf kids and all the, those that are hearing impaired has, you know, no limits, like there's nothing that's not impossible, like impossible, like everything's possible, you can do Theater it. performances. Yeah. But that's a, that'd so, be a challenge. So, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's like the, the non-profit in uh, Culver City, and I volunteered in the past, and um, unfortunately the first inaugural event that we put on, uh, my hearing specialist was too sick to attend, and she passed away in uh, December of 2018, um, and so... Uh, yeah, so we really want to put on the tournament to honor her, and I think of her all the time. Um, so she's yeah. always there for me. No, but I'm, what I was what I was saying before was I'm happy. Like, there's three kinds of people, all right, as far as doing this project. One, someone has a vision, they get after it, and they're right away. They're a bulldog. They're sav they they're savage, right? Um, the second one is like. Uh, it's it's kind of like equivalent me uh, to me going back to college. I ran out of excuses, right? You know, and then I. <laughs> All right, I'll say it like this. I ended up dating a girl who was kind of like dumb as disco, right? And she had a degree. <laughs> and I said to myself, how hard can this be? <laughs> so, so, but there was that second person, right? Yeah. They run out of excuses. Boom, they, they, they get rid of the obstacles. And then there's some people that, that third person, they had the vision and it never happens. Yeah. And then there's and then there's this ton of regret. So uh you seem to be person number two. You ran out you the the one that ran out of excuses why you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. So some of the tournaments you were talking about earplugs for some of the players. Or like ear are they they yeah. plugs or buds? Yeah. No, so, plugs. Yeah, so sorry. the earplugs. So mm -hmm. I basically go to Home Depot buy earplugs and I buy the strongest ones for like you can't hear anything <laughs> obviously there's no such thing as like one where you can go completely deaf um unless you buy headphones and head jets but you, you're not kind of hard to wear that while you're playing it's an expensive thing to buy so earplugs seem to do the trick and getting people to have some sort of like hearing loss where you can't exactly hear everything on the court, but you can have at least some sound blocked going into your yeah, ear. Okay. So, um, and I've had um, a successful turnout and having people experience it because they told me they they felt frustration, like not being able to hear, and some of them like couldn't resist like not pulling it out just to hear, you know, their friends and like it's like yeah, that that's me <laughs> every day. Like I can't hear all the time, and so. Uh, like I want them to kind of just experience and be in the, the steps of the, the shoes of the hearing impaired, so. 
I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I think um, it raises awareness for people with disabilities. Um, it also shows people with disabilities who feel like that something might be that something's wrong with them, or like they're kind of alone in the world that nobody, like like very very much like. <laughs> This is a stupid comparison, but very much like Riley Salmon, Olympic gold medalist, was talking about a neurological addiction to opioids or whatever. Sometimes you feel like you're the only one that's going through this and everybody else is perfectly normal. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> it, definitely oh, not. It, it, but definitely not compa- compar- it, com- comparable. But only yeah. comparable. The, the buck stops with yeah. um, just this feeling of loneliness. I'm, yes. not, I'm, not, I'm tr- so not making yes. that comparison. To be honest, I, I've always felt that mm-hmm. growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm all alone. Like, you really are not alone. But as a kid growing up with hearing loss, you certainly do feel left out. You certainly do feel alone. Like, all your friends want to go hang out. And then you're like, oh, you know. But, um, and then you can't be a part of that conversation. You can't, you missed out on bonding with them. You missed out on those connections. And so um, it was certainly rough. And I've always thought to myself, like, why me? Why do I have to be the one who can't hear? Like, why me? Why, why? <laughs> and so, um, as I would, you know, connecting with my hearing specialist, she was just like, well, why not you? And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> like, okay. And so she kind of taught me to overcome my confidence. I also overcame my confidence in, like, playing sports and team building and teamwork and, like, um, in that aspect, that also gave me a lot of confidence to speak up and just being able to um, just become my own advocate and, um, in a sense, just, like, going about that. And so, yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, there, well, there's no yeah but to this, but you, what you're doing is because you've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Because there are these moments, more often than not, through patches in your life, um that you feel like you're going at this alone because you feel like because every because you have this sense that everybody else is perfectly normal and you have this problem um there's there's almost a sense of in some instances shame where there's really nothing to be ashamed of it's uh, right you didn't happen it happened to you yeah right so, so i i so, you know um, yeah sometimes like it's hard not to like feel ashamed and feel embarrassed mm-hmm. like it I still sometimes get embarrassed, even to this day. Not really ashamed, but I get I get embarrassed for sure. Like for example, when somebody, you know, I'm walking across the beach, going towards the ocean, people behind me, my friends yelling at me, Cassie, and I don't hear them. <laughs> I keep walking. It's like, woman, do you hear me calling you? And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't hear you. <laughs> yeah, but it's just something that about it that we just kind of know we, we were growing up that way where we just get really embarrassed and just, I don't know, I just get embarrassed and I guess maybe it's my personality, but um, I do occasionally get a little embarrassed when like something happens or like um, when I go to Starbucks coffee and I say my name is Kelsey and they're like, Kelly? And I'm like, no, Kelsey. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm sure like everybody that. gets that. But yeah. we don't realize that it's not just us. Like, even a hearing person has the same issues. But, like, I, I never knew that because I think it's based all on that I can't hear. And so it's so funny because, um, like, 
even when my grandma starts losing her hair and she was like, is it normal to like not hear every word of the movie? Like she didn't hear every yeah. word of the movie and I was like, normal to me. <laughs> yeah. But like, oh, is that normal for like just a regular hearing person that doesn't have hair loss? Are they supposed to hear every word of a movie? And so when I was watching a movie with my family, sometimes they ask me Wait, what that person say and they look at me and I'm just like, uh oh you actually didn't hear that okay well i don't know what that person said either you know <laughs> we're on the same page <laughs> you know in these movies and these tv shows sometimes technology really helps you but sometimes technology hurts you yeah there are shows we we or i watch right um and my hearing is pretty good for the most part um the commercials the volume is blown up the volume's way up when the commercials come on the articulation is per is perfect and then I go back to the movie, the TV show. It's, and I'm just like, I can't hear a freaking word. I, I don't know. I don't what. And, yeah. that, and now, like you, I'm like, is that is that is that normal? So <laughs> yeah. so some of it maybe you know maybe she's not hearing it, but some of it I'm I am telling you. I uh, tried to watch The Walking Dead. I, I, I watched The Walking Dead. I love that stuff. And you you jack up the volume just so you can hear these people um, art, art, articulate. And then when the commercial comes, boom! It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> honestly, so, to be uh, honest, the commercials yeah. actually, um, they intentionally do that. As I studied film yeah. and electronic arts at Cascade Long Beach, um, I've learned that they um, tend to put the commercials higher on purpose so that mm -hmm. when it's live on your home screen at home, like sometimes people tend to leave the room during mm -hmm. the commercials, like maybe multitasking, going to the kitchen. They tend to turn up the commercial volume. And so now there's a, a rule and a law and broadcast that you got to turn down that volume. But yeah. Nice. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You went to Long Beach State, right? Yes. Uh, I went to Cascade Long Beach. Right. And you went to Harvard Business School for a little bit? For a pinch? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, you said Harvard, Harvard Business? Harvard, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually took an online course there okay. when I was um, when I was at work at 20th Century Fox. Okay, Yeah, and so they offered the program, and I'm like, sure, I'll take a class. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Tack that on yeah. my resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. sure, it's free. Yeah, why not? Yeah. More education, free education. No, no doubt. My my, my wife, she went to Harvard. She's oh, cool. two, 2000. Um. It's weird because for me, all of my long-term relationships, um, and there haven't been many. <laughs> Just not a good, not an easy person to get along with. Um, but Too all pretty of, easy to me. But yeah, well, that's because <laughs> I get to know me. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> But. Sure, sure. but my three long-term relationships were Dartmouth, Princeton, and Harvard. <laughs> so I guess I'm drawing the people with Ivy, Ivy yeah. League educations. But um, I saw I saw uh, saw that on some of your bio, you had like uh, besides Long Beach State, you 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 were pursuing education. Yeah, and, so, and uh, I'm um, actually currently doing. I went back to school, and uh -huh. I'm uh, currently doing my master's of business administration, so my MBA. Where? It's uh it's online called okay. Tour University Worldwide. It's yeah. basically a program that I picked because my company I work now at NBC Universal. Yeah. T uh, T U R O. Uh, t yeah T O U R O Turo. Okay. Yeah, Tour uh Worldwide uh University, mm -hmm. and so um anyway, it was one of the programs that my company pays all of it. So I was like. Why not? Free education, free MBA. I might as well go back to school during COVID when you got a lot more free time. I'm not doing that commute that coming from Hermosa all the way to Burbank, which is like 
an hour and a half drive there and back every day. It's three hours that I could be spending playing volleyball or something, but I spent it on um, going back to school and getting my, my degree in uh, master's of business. And so almost it, done. I got one more, uh, one more class left. So. It's amazing how people look at you when you have that extra piece of paper. It's just, it's, it's criminally negligent on people's predisposition of thought, but... Uh, look, if it helps, it helps. Yeah, you know, I watched the uh, I watched the movie um, Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito, and he was unemployed. And she's like, "I found you a job, the unemployment office." And he's like, "No, no, th th this says teacher." And she says, "You have a master's degree. That means you can teach." He's like, "No, no, no. That means hypothetically, I could teach." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could, yeah. but no one. He's like, he's like, I'll get my brains blown out. You know how many, how many, how many the uh, kids carry guns to school? And she's like, "Well, where you're going, all of them do." And it's like he's army yeah. there's the army yeah. <laughs> renaissance man yeah. really funny movie Re actually haven't seen it yet so. yeah um well i'll share a little bit without spoiling it too much yeah. he he's at um an advertiser he's out of work and um he goes on the line and the, the woman in the office is like hmm says here you went to princeton you know they didn't teach you how to read wrong line you have to get this stamped come back and he's like he says, but I've been here since nine o'clock. And she's like, so have I. Mm -hmm. So he goes in the other line and it's 3.30 in the afternoon. And he gets back on that line and he just goes, slaps the piece of paper down. And she's like, and he's like, is it possible to get unemployment before I get social security? Yeah. <laughs> uh, know? And then she's like, well, um, have you previously collected benefits? He's like, no, I've always had a job. She's like, have you taken anything in college that leads you to the industrial world? And he's like, yeah, I took it my junior year, theory of plowing. <laughs> She's like, I just want to know what you'd be willing to do. He's like, if yeah. you give me a check, I'll be willing to cash yeah, it. Yeah, of course, yeah, that's funny. So she, she says, look, old man like yourself must be hard to be out of work i'm trying to help you you can help yeah. me help you yeah. or you can stand there and be an asshole <laughs> and she and says so let's start over yeah. have you previously collected benefits he goes he goes no <laughs> she's like what are yeah. you willing to do he's like yeah Nothing. sure sure sheep <laughs> pluck <Yeah>. chickens <laughs> milk cows <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's <is> awesome so <laughs> You got something coming up uh, October, October yeah. the October 10th, 10th. Be before I veer off to other movies. Let's let's um we got to get that in. So October the tenth. Yeah, October tenth uh, is uh, the tournament that's happening in Hermosa Beach, north side of the pier, mm -hmm. and uh, looking forward to spreading the word about it. Uh, if you're out from anywhere, just sign up on the volleyforsound.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forgot to mention that in this tournament for added fun, uh, you'll have the opportunity to buy a pro before the tournament begins so that they could uh, play on your team and assist you. Right. So it's uh, just for added fun uh, for people sure. to get to know the pros and the pro to interact with the, the fans. Let's put it up. So um, Actually, let's, let's see if I could find it. Um, while we're talking, we keep talking. Oh, yeah. I will keep yeah, my life. And, and, <laughs> I can and, see and that. look what just happened. Oh. It, just, it just crashed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what the, the tournament is about. Um, so, like, right exactly at 9 o'clock sharp is when we start um, announcing the pros. And we'll have all the players out there holding up the 
um, the bid of uh, the paddle and then you basically just raise it up whenever you want to buy a pro and you'll be competing against other people who also want a pro and they raise their paddles up so it's like a bidding war into trying to get the pros and uh, yeah so like the we start at like maybe 30 and then we'd go up from there and then um, yeah in the past we've had Taylor Crab, uh, Miles Evans, um, Emily Stockman, uh, oh, Kelly Kalinsky, oh, Bill Kalinsky. Yeah. yeah, we have a list of pros. Mark Buick, and he, it was so funny because he showed up in a pink tutu at the costume, and that was pretty memorable. Everybody loved it. Uh, so yeah, it's like a great way. And all of this event is all volunteer based. No one's being paid to be there. They're all there for the great cause and great for the volleyball community because they're passionate about volleyball and they're passionate about giving back. So all of it is like going towards like the gift of hearing. And uh, this year we're supporting the nonprofit Hearing Loss Association of America in Los Angeles. And um, I've requested that they could also donate some of the money to like the gift of hearing because uh, I can imagine not being able to hear at all. And I'm so fortunate with the hearing aids that I have right now. And uh, they're pretty expensive. They're like about five grand a pair. So, and they have to get replaced about every five years. So it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> and they're not even, uh, most of the time, they're not covered in your, your insurance and benefits um, that I got even working at and all the um, major studios, like the benefits don't even inc include the coverage of hearing aids and stuff. They only include um, the eyes and stuff, so vision. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I know, right? So hopefully Dude. that can improve. I feel like your eyes and ears are kind of like the same sense that you must have, but I guess obviously more people have uh, visual impairment um, compared to hearing impairment, but I'm sure if like they did a testing for their ears, they would probably need some hearing aids. <laughs> so, no, no doubt. Yeah, you never know until you get tested. Oh, I, I, I mean, it's time for me. <laughs> like, my, my wife is like, dude, go see the eye doctor today. Go see the ear doctor today. Go see everybody today. Have a colonoscopy. Like, yeah. like I'm 51 right now. And for the most part, I mean, whatever, I got, I got my cheat cheat nights or whatever and this and that and i'm just gonna try we just crashed so i'm just trying to put this back up yeah i like this volley for sound thing that we got going on i want to put that right back up where it yeah. belongs <laughs> um yeah so i just gotta we just gotta take care of ourselves. and that's the prevention's worth a pound of cure mm -hmm. and that's yeah, what yeah. this tournament uh is to like raise awareness for you know the hearing impaired and we'll also have uh, a bunch of sponsors that will be there um, so we'll have the John Tracy Center, who I've just learned about, and they've been around for 80 years, and they pretty much have the same vision that I do, and the CEO reached out to me and was like, how did we not heard about this tournament yet? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not doing a lot of uh, marketing for it and promoting it, so I'm trying to, but it's a one-person job doing all this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I need some help. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... We have a lot of volunteers that would be there on the day of the event, but it's pretty much me organizing this volleyball tournament, pretty much me putting on the, the website, the video I edited, um, the pictures I edited, um, pretty much everything, the marketing, all the, you know, the stories about Volley for Sound on like the local newspapers, on NBC, um, all that is like me reaching out and saying, hey, we have a story and it was, not that easy to sell. Like I had to like talk to them, be like, "Hey, like, let's do this." <laughs> How instrumental has Volleybus uh, NBC been? 
with um, helping helping out or whatever. Because what, what's the question? Um, how instrumental was is uh, has NBC have they been helpful at all? Because I know uh, you're, you're working I mean, with them a little bit. Or is mean, that something because you keep? You, is that something you just keep completely separated? Uh, they they I mean they're not super involved. Mm -hmm. Um, they just help put the word out. Right. That simple as that. I mean they're not, um they have all these other um nonprofit that they support closely with mm -hmm. and um where the nonprofit that I'm supporting is not on their list but they have a very strict list like they support like for example something that's more related to their business which makes sense so like for example this lollipop nonprofit is about bringing movies to the hospitals for those kids that are, are ill and not well and have cancer. Right. So obviously that relates to the film studios because they're bringing that content to them. So in a sense, Volley for Sound doesn't really relate to NBC in a way, um, but when it comes to like closed captioning, hopefully, <laughs> trying to like get that captioning out there, but um, there's not always the perfect captioning, it's all, all, most people don't know, but it's automatic. It's not someone typing it in for you. They're all automatic because no one can type that fast up to speed. Maybe, who knows, but um, there is actually like, um, that I've had, I've learned about going through college, like there's an interpreter who can basically type everything word per word while the professor's speaking. But it's hard for me because I'm reading and I'm also hearing at the same time, and it's not easy. <laughs> so sometimes it's best without yeah. that machine and just listen to the guy. And if I don't hear the instructor, I will probably ask questions and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, it's, also, it's something that if you choose to do it that way or the former way, you, you, it's, you, you have to practice that outside of that that venue right like right now i'm wearing a headset right now yeah um if this is episode one and i'm trying on the on this headset all of a sudden i hear myself and then i start changing my voice because maybe maybe i don't want to sound like this the, the schlemiel from brooklyn maybe i want to yeah. and maybe, i like how yeah, maybe uh, i like I how sound you like, yeah i like how you offered the headsets to me yeah. uh, just in case like part of like accommodating someone like, is that a stupid question that's what i was like i'm gonna ask this girl if she wants a headset I'm like, <laughs> everyone's gonna be like dude you are an idiot but, but, <laughs> no but it actually like it no for mm -hmm. real like that's something that could accommodate someone who's hearing impaired because mm -hmm. they hear better with the headphones or like they hear better with the the sound going closer to their ear than like farther away and distance so it really depends on whoever you're talking to. For me, it's best that I don't wear them sometimes, but sometimes it does. It really just depends on the situation. But because we're in person and I can lip read you and I hear you pretty well, then I was like, oh, I'm fine without the headphones. But sometimes when I have the headphones, yeah. I also still have my hearing aids. I don't know if you could tell, but I get feedback. Okay, I hear it actually. Yeah, so that's anything cool. that's close, so even when I hug my, my best friends, Every time they give me a hug, I like, they're like, put your head good? away from my ear. Like, yeah, they're like, well, what is that? And Ow. I'm like, you know what it is, girl. Put your head further away from my ear. You don't need to hug my ear. You want to mm -hmm. hug my whole body. <laughs> there it is. Jeez. Yeah. Well, you're, you're also practiced. You don't need to hear yourself. I mean, the hearing aid gives you more than enough feedback than, 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 than what's needed. I mean, right, right now, like to me, you know, you, do you know what you sound like right now? No, you I don't. sound like a girl who plays a sport. Oh wow! Thank like, you. I, so, I like so that compliment. There's certain girls, and I've been teasing my wife about it because because <laughs> I always say they have like dude voices, like Pam Shriver from um, Tennis. Oh, 
you know, I could picture her saying, let's evacuate these bitches, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, so very much like that. There's a, one of my favorite fighters uh, for a long time, Matt Hamill. Um, he's deaf. He was in the UFC. He was an NCAA champion, a Division III. He, he could have easily been a Division I champion. And he was able to fight. I think he was eight wins, three losses in the UFC. And he was able to do it, you know, uh, between rounds. He had a, a sign language guy, you know, a translator, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what I don't know what the hell I was just doing with my hand. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know sign language. Yeah, well, it's funny because people <laughs> ask me if I know sign. Yeah. And so, to be honest, I only picked up sign language like in college when yeah. I was like, oh, given an option to like mm-hmm. pick up sign. I'm like, oh, cool. So uh, I did practice, but. Like, you forget if you don't practice, you forget your sign language. So, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, very I much like my Spanish. But when I see it, I'm like, oh, I totally understand. Like, I, I remember what that means. But yeah. when I do it myself, it doesn't always come out. So um, this is hard of hearing and then this is deaf. And so, um, yeah, if you don't practice, you kind of just forget your sign language. And so... Um, there's not that many people I could practice with that know sign, but um, yeah, I did. I'm not fluent. I just know the basics. I know the alphabets, and so on top of it, at this Volley for Sound uh, tournament on October 10th, we will actually have an ASL booth where we could fingerspell your name. Right. Yeah. So um, anyone that wants you to participate in that can stop by the booth and just have like a, a guide to learn how to fingerspell your name. And I think learning how to like knowing all the alphabets is at least a step towards communicating with anyone that's deaf, uh, just because you can spell out the words and stuff like that. And so um, hopefully it encourages a lot more people to be aware of like what ASL is and like how to what the acronym is and stuff. So. Yeah, and I, I I mean, I think it only helps and it doesn't hurt. Someone wants to know something. Someone wants to learn something. Someone wants to be be better at something and maybe be a better version of themselves. Um, doing this is is as as noble as any, as as anything else, right? I, I mean, you know, again, the fighter Matt Hamill, um, he had a fight where he got like blood in his eyes, right? And you got this referee saying, Matt, can you hear me? And he's like, no, <laughs> I, I, I mean, right. The guy can't hear you. So it's um, it must be it must have been like really scary for him to have blood in his eyes. He can't see. Yeah. And he also can't hear. So and like it would be nice, like out of all the referees assigned by the athletic commission, maybe there's one ref that's like hey i want to take all of matt hamill's matches and 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 i could do sign language um the learn sign language or, I could, or like you said like the key thing yeah which uh, if something happens like that and i think if there was at least just one ref that said let me do that that's not just him making a better version of himself but that's trying to show people who think the ufc you know back then and even now people classify as human cop fighting you know all just two guys just beating each other up and everyone getting drunk and that it shows it would help show everybody that it's a legit sport and, and and they take care of their own yeah you know and there's nothing in the world and we're volleyball people right there's nothing that would raise this sport and awareness for the sport and and money for the people who are trying to make money playing the sport yeah um then the ability to just having one have inclusion which i'm big on i'm i'm i 
I've gone on some rants about the lack of inclusion by certain regions, particularly the West Coast, yeah. and particularly the East Coast, New York. I'm not, I'm not, my sheets ain't clean on this. You know, that my sheets aren't clean on this one either. <laughs> I don't have clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, um, well, they're beige, so it doesn't <laughs> matter, right? Throw pizza on it, I'm yeah. good. But um, inclusion's one thing, and do things that don't that make better versions of yourself like what you're doing helps the sport that's why i wanted you on the podcast mm -hmm. you know I, I like to i want two people on the podcast the interesting and the interested it's it's that simple yeah. uh and yeah uh taylor i know g gave a, a bunch of money um uh I don't, I don't know if it's a write-off or he's but, but 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 i mean even if it is a write-off he chose to do it that way right so yeah. there's there's nobility in that yeah. uh, and uh, last year brandon, brandon clemens was in your to at the tournament Jace, yeah, he was. i think it was jace pardon too right she was there too was it jace? uh not yet no, um, she was she was there yeah yeah but, uh we did put one on that was kind of a low-key yeah. tournament yeah but, uh, don't ask don't tell do, we didn't really do any um like auction for the pros but uh, Brandon Clement played in it two years ago. Um, yeah. Obviously not during the COVID time. He played during COVID. But he's, like, a, he's, he's a hunk. Yeah. That so, boy, uh, that, he's that boy's he a would smoke love, show. He would love to play again. But uh, I think he. I think I'm a little gay. I think I'm a little gay for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you you lip read that right. I yeah. think I'm a, I think I'm a little gay for him. Yeah. Uh, um, he. Um, he. Who hopefully let us know um, because he. I think he's going through injuries. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, we're hoping to uh, have everybody out there on October 10th. Um, again, if you're interested at the Co-Ed Forest Tournament, you must have at least one girl. And you just sign up at the volleyforsound.com and then um, just be present on the day of the event and then just show up on time. And then, of course, don't forget to bring some cash or your your phone to be able to pay the payment for the bidding war of buying a pro. And um, just know that when you sign up, you must have at least four on your team. Don't sign up with just three hoping to buy a pro because you're not guaranteed a pro. Yeah, that's, the yeah. highest bid we had was $400 for Miles Evans. Yeah, that's that hippie bullshit. Show, yeah, show so even, even my dad that came out to play, which he had ready to spend at least $400. He waited till the last minute at the end of the auction and didn't even win a pro. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And he needed it the most. <laughs> but um, yeah, it turned out to be such a fun event of just buying the pros and just like a great way to um, bring the community together in volleyball and be, um, you know, raising awareness for the deaf and the hearing impaired all at, this, all at once. Uh, just coming for the cause, and so I look forward to pinning it on, even though it can be a pain in the butt, it's a lot of work, but um, I, I enjoy doing it, I enjoy organizing, anyone that knows me knows I like organizing, they always throw, put me in charge of a project, <laughs> and I'm like, ah! But How many hours in the day? <laughs> they, they like wait for me to like plan and organize things, and I was like, no, this time I'm not, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I enjoy doing this and putting on the tournament. I look forward to having everyone there. It's going to be a big one. We already have like 50 teams registered and, uh, hopefully we can get up to 80. So that's my, that's my goal. Wow. Is that going to be South again? The pier South? Uh, it's going to be North, North of the pier. So yeah. there's 16 courts and so, Close um, to home. yeah, so, uh, we'll see, but we've already overcome 
my goal so far. So I just want to keep going at it. We're like oh, only a month away, or three weeks away, October 10th. It's not that far. It's just around the corner. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to putting on this tournament. And just, I won't be playing. I'll be too busy organizing heckling some of the players on the court. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you need to... It's time for you to start building the Kelsey army. Right? <laughs> this thing where you're flying solo a little bit or, and, you, and you have some help here and there. As it continues to get big, you got to enlist people that you trust and then, and then, and then make this snowball bigger as it's, as it's rolling down the hill. Um, yeah, like, look, I'm doing this podcast whatever the person that texts my show she's not around uh, i got a little brechtian setup right so yeah. i'm not trying to fool the audience i mean i might have this thing behind me but the audience the audience is, isn't fooled they know yeah. my command center is in my house yeah. but i'm but at the same time um i'm not trying to hide that and i'm not trying to promote it for something for more than what it really is but you right now um you're promoting something exactly what it is but it can be more Mm-hmm. For yeah. me, for, as, for my aesthetic setup, this is it. This is my ceiling. Yeah. The content is always gonna toot my own horn a little bit, uh, tooting my own horn a little bit. The content's always gonna be is always gonna be limitless. Yeah. But but. Well, yeah, I have yeah, a question but, for you, Jason. I'm still straight. I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gay. <laughs> no, are wait. You, sorry, are you gonna be playing in uh, volume for sound? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I play volleyball maybe twice a month. Yeah. I haven't um, really been playing either. And um, I will, from the 8th to the 15th, I'm going to be in Carmel, California. Mm. I have some friends, uh, the SOB crew, South of the Border Vacations. They yeah. have a, a pre-get-together before they start going to Mexico. They have three stops, Extapa, um, Puerto Vallada, and Cabo. Oh, nice. And, um, I don't, you know, I haven't been able to make the trips because I'm coaching club and yeah. I was, I was you traveling, you know, doing color commentary or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, these, this, this event you're talking about is something I, I you have a better chance of having me call the finals, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. set up a live stream or whatever, a bandwidth strength. You have a better chance of me calling the finals than playing it. Uh, um, I do love to play, but like, if I can't do the things that I'm good at, I just, I just don't. I just don't want to do it. It's not. Well, it's, this it's tournament is just for fun. Yeah, there's I, different levels. There's a pro division, say. and then there's a fun division. Even uh, beginners are going to be out there playing. I haven't actually personally been playing. Um, like it's the biggest. It's the biggest line volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> it's the no. biggest. It's fun until the score is seventeen up. <laughs> and then the referee has a decision to make where yeah. it goes one way or the other and everybody gets all heated and I'm like I thought this was fun they're like shut <laughs> up <laughs> shut up <laughs> well hey uh, it'll be your fault I mean you could have bought a pro so you're yeah. saying a pro would definitely help you there <laughs> well honestly if I if if yeah no nah, I think I'll bring pros with me I got I have a pretty good um Thank God I made friends out here really quick. Five years doesn't seem like a long time to to do the things that that I've been doing to get to where I gotta go. Yeah. But, uh, um, but I like you. I keep my promises. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. like you, I practice what I preach. Yeah. Right. You're about volleyball unity. You're yep. about bringing everybody together. Yep. What are you doing? You're, I mean, symbolism's symbolism's one thing. Yep. And we respect people that are that can use social media and promote symbolism, um, activism. I'm, uh, I, maybe I'm sound. Maybe I'm trying to make it sound like activism's more noble. No, it's not. It's just different. Yeah. And if you have the ability to use to use your activism to do it, then fucking then fucking do it. Yeah. You know. Um, you can do it. 
mm-hmm. I can do it. And I think the people who can do it and who are able to do it should. Again, it's not it's not for everybody, right? Like, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not gonna play in the AVP in Manhattan. I'm I'm, I'm gonna coach it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, those that can't do teach. I'm not gonna right? play it either. I'm gonna be yeah. heckling. Yeah, I know. That's, I actually my played, job I played as a fan. One. I played one. I played 2016. Um, I was coaching Rafu and um, uh, Kevin. I was training with them, helping them prepare for Manhattan Beach. Kevin McCulloch and Rafa Rodriguez, and I was like. Uh, what the hell? Let me just play one, you know. So I played in it, but and Rafa and Kevin they made the draw, and then contenders bracket they won like five straight matches and lost to Todd Rogers. That was his last tournament, mm. but but um yeah, maybe I gotta hit up Todd Rogers. What? He's gonna be? I mean, October. He's probably gonna be at um. What's the hell of that beat? That that beach with like really terrible sand, Pismo Beach or something like that. What's it called? Pismo, Bismo, uh, somewhere. P- Pismo Beach. That's I, in uh, St. Louis. Slough. Uh, 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 yes. St. Louis to Bismo. Yeah. I was John's assistant, uh, director of Adovo, uh, uh, the director of operations for his women's beach team for LMU. Oh, and, oh um, John Mayer. That's going to yeah, be in the auction. He's in the auction for uh, this year. He is? Yeah, he finally said, yeah. He so. better show up. Yeah, he better show up. He better show up, up because I think he there's a, they have a tournament, the... 8th or the 15th? No, but yours is the 10th. Yeah, mine's oh, the 10th. That's, oh, good. Yeah, the 10th um, is Sunday. It's on a Sunday. Right, and yeah. the, I think their tournament's Saturday, so all right. Yeah. Oh, cool, but I'm like, are you sure John's going to show up? I know, John? I know. Yeah. He, he better show up, but hopefully he did say yeah. um, I will follow up with him, but he said he was interested in you know, yeah. playing and uh, being in the auction, so John, John I'll doesn't follow up with this guy. John does not... Um, if John says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Yeah. John, um, I consider a friend. Um, probably him to me more than me to him. I mean, he's got he's got friends. He's got family. Of course. But <laughs> when we see each other, yeah. we're like brothers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, where have you been? You know, where you've been hiding? So, yeah. And he's, again, I mean, I've said it numerous times on my podcast. He's one of the people that have helped me kind of just like, network myself and yeah and my ability yeah, and my a, ability as a he had coach a, he had a podcast himself yeah so, yeah. yeah coach your brains out yeah. yeah and he's come on this podcast he's uh twice yeah. um todd's also come on um dane dane blanton oh, so okay. so i did my little west coast weave first yeah. well i'm trying to get uh dane out here as well so yeah uh, we'll see we'll, we'll see about that yeah, right, no, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the pros you know have a hard time uh committing so far in advance so, and dane also uh, has a lot of food on his plate outside of coaching like yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. okay he's at usc yeah and there will they'll be on their non-traditional season but he's if he's in the south bay and he, he's free yeah. sunday oh yeah he's exactly. also taking over for um like la volleyball club in la beach yeah he's taking over for stein for beach stein oh. metzger and um, oh. J.O., Jason yeah. Olive, um, okay. a name a lot of people don't know, but the old school people definitely know, um, um, is doing indoor. Yeah. So, And I'm doing both. I just signed with them a, a month ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be coaching both oh, for, cool. for, for both Fine. both clubs. Awesome. But, um, well, hopefully. I don't know if Dane knows that yet. <laughs> Got to let him in on that. It's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but... Again, I really like I really like what you've been doing out there, and I, I got to meet you out there. I got to meet this great human being. I got to meet this woman who's real, who's honest, um, who obviously lo- loves the sport. The, the the sport makes your heart beat, 
Yeah, uh, I'm addicted to it. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I play yeah. every weekend in a tournament. So, I so. mean that, but that sound, that beat of your heart, the way yeah. the way volleyball makes our heart beat. Um, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's, you don't uh, need. It's, there's you don't need a hearing impaired thing for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny because uh, I went to a family wedding on a Saturday, and we decided Friday night. My brother hit me up like. Do you want to play in like this tournament on Sunday, like CBVA, AAA? And I was like, heck yeah! And then we like talked to our family. And we were like, so we're actually not gonna stay at the hotel Saturday night for the wedding. We're just gonna drive back home. <laughs> so of course I drove sober and then um, took drove back. But we literally left it on like I don't know maybe one o'clock or two. Um, from the wedding Saturday night, and we just like drove immediately home to Hermosa Beach to play Sunday the following morning. We got, got only four hours of sleep, and so, and we managed to get second place. <laughs> so, I mean, just like it's hard. We play volleyball every weekend, but it's hard to say no sometimes, and so we just do it, and uh, it all worked out. And so, we had a blast at the wedding, and we all had a great time at volleyball first day. You're a, you're a volleyball late bloomer. What got you into it? What got me into it? I'm a late bloomer, and I got a story so, to tell, but this, this ain't yeah, about me. Yeah, I am a late bloomer. <laughs> uh, it's funny, because I was raised in Manhattan Beach, so it's kind of odd that I never really picked it up until recently. But um, I would always go to the beach to go body surfing, biggie body and surfing. Um, but I just never picked up volleyball, because, you know, obviously to go on sport now. But back then, it wasn't that popular, I guess. But... Anyways, um, what got me into it is that my dad, that's actually how my, my parents met. They met playing grass volleyball out in, uh, I think, Lake Forest. And so, um, yeah, my dad plays twice a week at the Manhattan Beach Pier. And occasionally, whenever I got free time, I would just go down there and start getting my skills in volleyball. And then I started getting more into it, and especially with my hearing specialist and like wanted to put on a, a volleyball tournament I started to really get more involved in the volleyball community and started getting to know more people and so huh. yeah and so that's how I started really because my dad I, I would have never picked it up if it weren't for my dad playing at the beach twice a week by the pier and just showing up there randomly whenever I had time so you basically started playing volleyball on the beach and not indoor uh yeah correct I've never played indoor <laughs> yeah, I uh, I only play recreational indoors, so I don't even know like the rotations and stuff. Like it's complicated, but we do play competitive indoor volleyball aviation gym in Manhattan Beach. That used to happen before COVID, um, and hopefully we'll come back soon. Um, yeah, but, nice crew of people out there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah nice, very nice, competitive. Yeah, competitive and nice crew of people. Like I'm sure, like Greg Faulkner. Does he go out there some, or did he come out there sometimes? Uh, who? Greg Faulkner. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 He played all, all he's, the time. He's yeah. a fixture. Right? Oh, he's, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, Love Greg. <laughs> yeah. There's another guy that coaches Evolution, Tyler Nazarene. He's got really good, really good hands, setter's hands. Uh, but um, I find it strange. Well, I don't find it strange. And yet, no, I do find it strange that there are volleyball parents. Right, who play that don't put this immense pressure on their kids to play. Uh, Sarah Stratton was on my podcast, um, 2000 Olympian for Australia, represents her country. Her son's like a skateboard punk, 
you know, and and ended up picking up volleyball late. Um, I um I was his coach actually. I, um, I coached um seventeens for the first time because I usually only only coach sixteens for club sixteens um because where my strengths play to the needs. But yeah, seventeen. This kid just wanted this wanted to play volleyball. You know, knew I made him a setter. I kept him. I kept this. Uh, to keep someone as busy as possible, yeah, you make them a setter. He had the volleyball IQ for it. It wasn't the uh, he wasn't like he's very cool headed, so it's like the pressure of playing this position of running an offense wasn't wasn't an uh, an information overload. Um, the moments on the court weren't too big, uh, and and he turned out to be I say it all will I will say a decent setter, you know, um, yeah. for a guy that's only played for like a year. A year yeah. and a half, and and it was, and I'm like, why are you, why are your kids picking up late? You know, yeah. Donovan Ivy, who's a Brian Ivy's nephew, another two-time Olympian, okay. and, and his father, um, they both played at a USC, I think one year together. Okay. Um, he, I think he picked it up late, and he mm. was 15 playing for my 17, so he he played over over his head. So, mm. but um, just crazy, how how late bloomers just. Just yeah. kind of pick it up. Yeah. Look, for me, my story is different. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. My sports. Yeah. I was a football, basketball. I was a three-sport guy. Volleyball in Brooklyn. Yeah, I actually played all, all sports. Yeah. I played flag football. I mm-hmm. played badminton, random sport, badminton for a college team. Yeah. I played soccer in college. I did cross country, running six miles every day. Yeah. I did track and field. I did softball. That was my main sport. Basketball. You name it, and yeah. I'll play the sport. I am just love just sports in general. Same thing, man. Baseball, but. I hit both sides of the plate. Uh, football, played tight end. In high school, I was 260 pounds. So I, I just had long, skinny arms and, yeah. you know, big, 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 big setter's hands, you know? I'm just like, oh. So, um, yeah, but it's weird someone like me got into something like volleyball being, being in my surroundings. Yours, it's understandable, right? Like, I have a four-year-old. Um... Ain't no, ain't no freaking way I'm gonna make that girl just play this sport. If unless she, if she, look, if she wants it, you know, we're gonna find her a coach. It ain't gonna be me because I'm not, I'm, not, I don't coach family. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, me and my wife, we train together, but we have a set of ideas yeah. going in. So we don't, there's the, we ain't got none of that friction. <laughs> you know, we don't have any, any of that nonsense. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she's four. Um, but yeah, I'm not, hopefully, I'm not. Uh, hopefully she's gonna pick up some volleyball. If she wants, only if she wants. Yeah. And and know, if she right? does, I'm telling you, uh, the person that's gonna hate me the most is gonna be her coach. It has to be someone I trust. Yeah. And, and they're gonna see me a lot. Yeah. Because if she's invested in that, um, for indoor right now, honestly, for indoor, the only person I trust is Jason Owl because his daughter's in it right now, mm. and and because his daughter is of age where she's picking up the, yeah. the pace and she's gotten good, he's he's gotten back into it as a coach. So he's emotionally invested, yeah. and we kind of know how each other feels. Yeah. Uh, and the other guys, the other person's Dane. Dane knows how to run mm-hmm. a strict program and still keep the mood light. Yeah. Like Dane, John Mayer, um, Alzina, Jeff Alzina. The, these are these are the guys I trust. Uh, Oz Oz Borges. This is the name you don't hear. Cuban guy, I, but, you, I, I do. but you've seen him play on the beach. I, Oz, I, I haven't, but I've Oz, heard of him. Oz, and I'm saying this on the podcast because it needs to be said. Oz is a fantastic juniors coach. Oz is old school and he's strict, but the girls come in and they respect him. And all of those girls that are off in college right now, when they see him, they go they go nuts and they jump on and they hug him because that man is a savage. He's 
I don't have a lot of volleyball mentors. I've been in this game for 30 years, but I'm I'm still what you would consider new to the beach. Yeah. Like I've been playing beach for 10 years, uh, but yeah. I've been coaching beach for, for, maybe for only five. Commentating uh, on 10 years, but playing for 30. Yeah. So so I needed some people just to be like, yeah, how does this work? Why, why is that terminology for indoor and that one different? Yeah. Him, John Mayer, um, Duran yeah. Forbes uh, from Endless Summer Beach yeah. Volleyball, Beach Volleyball National Events. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Duncan Avery, one of the nicest human beings I ever met. God bless. I pray for you and your kids. Yeah. I know he, he ran into some bad news. And um, and I carry it without putting, uh, airing his laundry on the podcast. Let's just say that we as a volleyball community in the six zip codes carry a heavy, heavy heart for one of the nicest human beings I ever met in my life. In my life, Kelsey. You know? In, where, where is it? In my life. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. Any anything else you want to plug? I'm not trying to keep. I uh, I actually uh, forgot to mention since we were talking about volleyball classes, uh, there will actually be a silent auction at the the volleyball tournament, and there's not going to be an in person and uh, online as well. So like for there's going to be like volleyball classes. So some of the pros that can't make it, um, some of them donate some volleyball classes, and so be on the lookout for that for like get good deal from there for the silent auction. Yeah. So. That's going to be great. Yeah, and there's also going to be uh, waffle parties there. And so, um, yeah, so it's going to be a fun day. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, yes, plug it. Yeah. <laughs> plug plug your site. Yeah. Plug your site uh, again. Volley4sound.com. So volley and then the number four. And then sound.com. Volley4sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, this it's been an hour. <laughs> I'm not. I I'm not keeping you here like Brian McDonald. I know. I kind of like. Oh, or, I gotta or, go back to my. Like my some work. of my I, some I, of my actor friends were, were, were rocking <laughs> three hours. Like Tony Potts, who's like um he was the uh the host of um Access Hollywood. Yeah. Um he was on a little bit and then and we I mean we could have went all day and sooner or later you got to use the bathroom yeah. soon, or yeah. sooner or later right well, you I don't you, want my boss calling on me right now <laughs> no. so uh, I do work for, for any, NBC anyone so. Kelsey <laughs> I'm working on Bali for now and I'm also working mm-hmm. NBC <laughs> oh my god I could picture that Kelsey yeah, I know I'm, you hear me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah I'm also, so I get to uh, use that now I get to use that yeah, now right now I don't hear I'm just here during my lunch break so uh oh shoot all right so all right, so hey, let's wrap up here. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelsey Brandon, she might love you, but I don't love you. In fact, I can't stand any of you guys, okay? So for everybody at home, for everybody on your iPhone at Starbucks, for everybody on your iPad, for everybody on your Droid, I'm Jason DeBeas. That's Kelsey Brandon. This like is episode of 109 of the Option Podcast. I'm going to hit my music. Stay with me after this and we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.